the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to Oral Sessions. Here we are, another day, another dollar, another piece of content, another podcast, followed up by the video version of this, which you can find on my YouTube page. I should really be promoting my YouTube stuff here uh, because I always promote it at the end of the interview and who sticks around at the end of an interview to listen to the dumb blurb that I have to say to wrap up the show? Probably nobody. I don't really listen to those on podcasts that I listen to. So I'm going to do it here. A little bit of business on the front end of the show. Um, Yeah, guys, go over to my YouTube page. Uh, just search Renee Paquette on the old YouTube because all of these interviews eventually end up on my YouTube page. Uh, so you can see our faces on Zoom or if I happen to be with them in person, which is far and few between, but it does happen from time to time. Uh, so you can check them all out on there. Um, but for this episode, I sat down with Jack Perry. You guys, of course, know him as Jungle Boy of all elite fame. What a sweet, sweet man he is. Uh, I'm excited to see where his career goes. It's so early on in his career and for him to be at AEW and doing the things that he is doing and the crowd is obviously behind him and he is a cute little nugget of a man. Um, That sounds condescending and I don't mean it that way. I just mean he just seems so lovely. You know, I want to like buy him a cup of coffee and just chat to him and, and see what's up. Which I do in this, actually. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyways, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> let's just do this. Here he is, Jungle Boy. What's going on in your world right now? What's happening? Right now, I'm getting ready. Tomorrow, I leave for work. And this week is actually the first week of Rampage, which is kind of exciting. Do you have any kind of preconceived notions about what we should expect for Rampage? In some way, I'm not sure how because Dynamite's already so cool. I feel like it might be even cooler, whatever that means to you. But um, I don't know. I, I'm really excited to see. It's, uh, you know, I think there will be a lot of similarities, but I think we're going to kind of try and step it up uh, as well. So I don't know. I'm curious to see. Yeah. I mean, with so many different wrestling shows out there right now, it is kind of interesting to be like, hey, how is this going to be different? What's going to be brought to the table is going to be Different wrestlers, different cast and crew. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what to expect for it either. I'm excited. Um, as 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 uh, AEW, you guys just keep like expanding and expanding. Is it hard to kind of keep up with everything that's happening? You guys are just like growing like crazy. You know, it feels kind of wild. I'm I'm glad I got in when I did. Um, I'm glad I've been there kind of since the beginning. You know, the past year was like so strange with everything that went on. And um, I feel like kind of since people have been back for the last couple of months, everything's kind of just exploded. And there's all this new growth uh, after kind of like a weird year. So it just feels really cool. And it feels like an exciting time to be, you know, not only a part of this, but a part of wrestling as a whole. What is sort of like the perspective of everybody like watching now as the free agent market continues to expand and all of these new names become available? And as much as there are different places for everyone to go wrestle, AEW, of course, is sort of the hot spot for everybody to want to gravitate towards now. You know, it feels like almost every week there's something new or someone new popping up. And it, um, you know, it's just, it's really a wild, wild time. And I feel like, you know, years from now, we'll look back at this. It's kind of just a crazy time. 
But I think it's exciting because every new person kind of opens up a whole new book of opportunities. And I think it's just, I don't know, it's, it's cool to be a part of it. Is there anyone that you are dying to work with either that is already at AEW or who could potentially wind up there? I, um, I mean, all the big names, I would say um, that those are guys that I used to watch. And that, that, that would just be super cool. For me, my uh, my best friend, actually, uh, his name is Jake Atlas. He just got laid off this last round of layoffs. And, you know, so far I've had some of my best matches, uh, my career with him, a lot of those being on the indies. So I think for me, it'd be cool to kind of be able to do that again on a bigger stage, maybe. So we'll fingers crossed. Yeah, see if that door is open and uh, create some space for some new names and new faces to pop up there. That would be cool. What has it been like with you uh, working with Christian? One of the absolute best to ever lace up a pair of boots and for him to be able to like bestow his knowledge from everything he's done, the business of wrestling to his ring awareness to how he puts matches together. What's that like for you? You know, that kind of just came about kind of organically. That was not really in the books, I don't think. You know, we were both a part of this battle royal at Double or Nothing. And I think that was kind of just supposed to be where it ended. And then we kind of just had this cool kind of connection. I felt, I don't know, I feel some weird connection to him. And he he's a really cool guy. Um, he's a quiet guy, which, you know, when he first came around, he didn't really say a lot. And I wasn't really sure what, what he thought of the whole thing. He can be a hard guy to read sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not always the most talkative guy either. So I, I got that. Um, but over time, he's kind of opened up and we've started talking more. And now that we've kind of been put together. It's just it's really cool because he 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 kind of has all the pieces I feel like I'm missing as a wrestler, like in terms of the style that I've kind of tried to emulate is a lot more kind of new school and all about crazy stuff and moves and all that, which I love. I'm all about that. But I feel like more with as you're saying, how he puts his matches together and just the way he thinks about things is so different than kind of everyone in my age range or experience level. So that it's, it's cool to be able to get that from him and kind of pair it with what I'm doing. Yeah. To like pick and pick apart some of the stuff that he works with and like add it into your whole artillery. Yeah. I mean, when you look back at that battle Royal, that really sort of felt like one of those passing of the torch kind of moments. You could see that show of respect between the two of you guys, but also, I mean, you look at somebody like Christian coming into AAW and it seems like that moment is sort of the purpose of having somebody like Christian in AEW to kind of take the new upcoming guys and lead them along the way to put them on the right path. You could feel that as a fan watching that. That felt, I I always say magical. That felt magical for me. You know, as I said, after kind of a year of just such a weird time, I feel looking back at it, we're wrestling (laughs) in a building with nobody in it, which is so kind of counterintuitive to what wrestling is. And then for that to kind of be the first time back in front of a full crowd, it it felt really cool. And, you know, to have him be a part of that. And then, as you said, kind of pass the torch in a way felt really special. And I think that's one thing AW has done really well with kind of some of the older guys, um, pairing them up with younger guys. You know, like you have Darby and Sting, for example. And I think uh, Chris Jericho's really taking Sammy under his wing. And I don't know. It just feels cool. It's kind of like a little buddy program or whatever. But it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the way that it should be, right? It's like as you prepare the next crop of guys coming up, uh, do, does this new crop, I mean, from, from yourself, from Sammy to MJF to Darby, these guys that are coming up, do you guys sort of feel that pressure now of like you guys are to step into that spotlight? 
and really take wrestling by its proverbial balls. Yeah. I mean, at times I feel it more than others. I mean, I feel like for me, it's worked out really well the way it's all gone. You know, we haven't just been thrown to the wolves right away. And it's like, all right, it's you guys. We've, we've been able to learn from these guys who've been around a lot longer than us. And, you know, it's kind of a slow build, but I, I think it's cool. Which is the way that it should be. I mean, you know, the way that I've been able to witness things sort of firsthand is sometimes people get thrust into the spotlight when maybe they're not ready. And it's so hard to bounce back from that. And you see the fickleness of what we can get from like wrestling fans. And they are passionate about their wrestling. And if they don't get what they want or somebody kind of falls flat on their face, it sucks for that person, especially when you can see their star just constantly on the ascend. And then it kind of seems like they can fall on their face and it's hard to kind of get your feet back under you again. I'm really glad kind of, I feel like I've had this kind of slow burn, just this kind of constant moving up and nothing too crazy right off the bat. Like even when I look at my stuff from a year ago, I feel like I'm such a different wrestler and kind of performer than I was even a year ago. So I'm glad to, you know, be able to grow slowly and... (laughs) Sorry, my mom walked in here. She wanted to see you. She's like, he's so cute. She just whispered that to me. You can see me? You got to talk to the mic if you want to say hi to him. Hi. Hi, how are you? You were so adorable. Oh, thank you. (laughs) This is what happens when you work from home. Moms pop in, babies are crying. Well, here he is. This is Jack. Oh. Hi. All right, hit the bricks. Hit the bricks, sister. She's like, can I come up and say hi to him? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess if, if you feel compelled, come on in and do it. Uh, how is it kind of just getting ready for TV for you guys? I mean, you came in from, you know, working the Indies to signing to AEW pretty quickly to getting used to being on TV and finding those hard cams and learning those shots. Does, has anyone kind of taken you under their wing to, to figure that stuff all out? I feel like it's really been a team effort. I feel like everyone there kind of has everyone's best interest in mind. Um, I meant to text him the other day, but Billy Gunn. What a guy. Yes. <laughs> I just went to an indie show. And I think the last time I'd been at an indie show was before AW started. And it, it was really cool to kind of feel that energy again, but it, it felt so different to me now being there after the two or so years. And I remember when I got there, Billy Gunn was a guy who was always, he was kind of trying to teach me that TV style and how things work here. And I remember just coming in right off the Indies and being like, I want to do everything I know how to do and show everyone what I can do right off the bat. And he was always saying, you don't have to do that. And, you know, I think at that time I was so excited and eager that I couldn't, I couldn't really take that in. But, but, you know, now two years later, I can I kind of see what he's talking about. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is something different. Kind of like pace yourself a little bit, keep some stuff, keep some aces up your sleeve a little bit. Right. Yeah. So now, um, you know, I, I used to dread having to work with Billy because he was always saying, don't do all this stuff. And I was like, dude, that's what I'm here to do. But, you know, that's just one example. There have been a ton of people like that kind of just slowly nudging me in the right direction. What is your relationship like with Tony? I had two jobs before AEW. They were fast food jobs. Oh, wait, where did you work? What were they? I worked at a Baja Fresh. Okay. And an El Pollo Loco. But you didn't have to um, wear like the, the chicken suit like Brad Pitt? I would have liked that. I was a... Uh, I was my high school mascot, so I think maybe I could. You were your high school mascot. Yeah. (laughs) What was what was the mascot? It was a panther with a big head, a big panther head. Uh, It was super hot in there. I actually did that because my dad was his high school mascot, and I don't know how, but the opportunity came about for someone to be the mascot, and I thought that's kind of neat, and I liked that no one could see it was me, but like, 
me and my friends knew it was me. Um, so I did that for a year and it was pretty cool. Did that kind of help you get out of like, I don't know if you were ever like in a shell, but did that help you get out of a shell? Cause you'd be like, Oh, I can like perform and like do some crazy shit with no one really knowing who it is. Yeah. I kind of dug that. Like no one can see it's me. So I can kind of do whatever I want. Uh, kind of take some pressure off. What was your dad's mascot? What was he? His was like, it was like a Cardinal kind of thing. Um, yeah, some bird with a big beak on it and all that. So I always wanted to do that at my school because I figured that's like, that's a fun kind of gig. Yeah. What a way to just like get to act a fool, throw on a costume and like be ridiculous or to be like, like an NBA mascot or something like that. Like that's a sweet gig. It was all girls on the cheerleading team, I remember. And I, uh, I went up to the lady in charge and I was like, can I be the mascot? Like, what's the deal with that? And she's like, well, you're going to have to come and like learn the choreography and all that. And like, I can't dance to save my life. And I, I remember saying, I was like, what if right here on the concrete, I can do a backflip? Can I have it? And I actually <laughs> didn't really know how to do a backflip yeah. that well back then. Um, and somehow, Stuck luckily, it. I did it without killing myself. But yeah, <laughs> sort of. But uh, That's yeah, great. Oh, my God. What a fun story. What is it like going, uh, like growing up in L.A.? I feel like there can be such a preconceived notion about what it's like. Well, not only growing up in L.A., but growing up with a famous father in Los Angeles. I mean, that's like a whole other dynamic, right? You know, I think people have a lot of ideas what they think it's like. Maybe for other people with famous parents, it's different. My dad was like very, very like kind of the least famous seeming famous person you've ever met. He was like very private. I would tell you story. He he would like come watch me wrestle and he'd like wear like a Rey Mysterio mask and a hood and all. And like, that was just kind of his like, he didn't really want to be noticed a lot. So I felt we kind of had just a very like, I guess private, I don't know, kind of low key in a way upbringing. I don't know. It just felt regular to me. Were you like always aware that your dad was famous or did it not really register for a while? Yeah. Um, from like other people more, like I'd have my teachers tell me about it and stuff. And then, you know, he'd get asked for pictures and all that. Um, but you know, in the time that I was with, like when we'd be together, he never, he kind of just left work at work. And that was just kind of a separate part of his life. How much of that do you think that you picked up? Cause I mean, I mean, not that I've been around you too, too much, but you are a pretty low key dude as well. Like you just kind of keep to yourself. You're soft spoken. Like, is that something that you picked up from your dad? I think it is. And I think I kind of didn't necessarily realize that about myself so much before, but now, uh, you know, sometimes I see it and I, I recognize what I'm doing as kind of how he was a little bit. So I, I think that's probably where that comes from. Yeah. It's funny when you like realize like the certain aspects of your parents that you pick up. Like I see that, like I mean, my mom, when she's around, I'm like the, some of the shit she does, I'm like the hell. And I'm like, Oh my God, I do all the same stuff that she does. We slowly just become our parents, whether we mean to or not, but it's working out for you. Um, did you always kind of have in mind that you, I, I like, obviously you wanted to get into wrestling, but did you always want to perform in some aspect? Not really. Wrestling was kind of like the first thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to be in a band for a minute. So I guess maybe that came later. Can you play any instruments or sing? Yeah, I can play the guitar. Ladies love that. You let your hair down and strum a couple tunes. And I mean, come on. Yeah, I got that in the back pocket if I need it. <laughs> See, got to keep those aces up your sleeve. As Billy Gunn said, you got to hold on to that stuff. That's great. 
One of the things that I love about betting my favorite sports is that I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. Now, what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called the Same Game Parlay Bet, and you can only find them on FanDuel. So Same Game Parlay is just one of the many reasons that I bet with FanDuel. Other things that I absolutely love about FanDuel is just how easy it is to use. If I can do it, you can do it. Trust me, I can be a bit of a dodo when it comes to these things. So FanDuel just helps me through the whole thing. It's easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. And there's also live betting. So it's super easy to place your bet fast during a game. If you are seeing some kind of trend that you like during that game and you want to hop on there and try to make a quick buck. Also the fast withdrawals. So when you win, FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Make that money. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today to create a same game parlay and use promo code Renee at the sign up. New users get their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. That is promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, so that FanDuel knows that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Minimum bet $10, maximum bonus $200. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and Virginia. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, so growing up, did you get to spend a lot of time on TV sets and stuff as a kid? Not really. Um, I, I'd been a couple times, but it wasn't like a regular thing or anything. You know, when I would go, it was more to like just visit my dad because he'd be away filming for a while. And, you know, I'd go to see him and then I'd end up being on the set. But it wasn't really like I wanted to go see the set. I kind of started going a bit more as I got older because I wanted to get into doing stunt work. Ah, yeah. Before this all kind of panned out, I was thinking about quitting wrestling to be a stuntman. And then I wanted to go like, just see how that works. I thought it was so cool seeing all the like ropes and pads and like how that stuff works. And I thought that was really neat. I always like wondered why more wrestlers, especially as they're like kind of on their way out, or if it doesn't work out for them, for them to get into that line of work, it seems like it's such a shoe in for you. I did one stunt gig. I just got like yanked off this building onto a bunch of pads or whatever. For me, I went and I sat in the trailer all day and I ate food and like got make makeup done and all that. And I was like, this is so much better than independent wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, for that, you drive like eight hours somewhere and I somehow ended up getting my ass kicked and then drive eight hours back and I made like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is sick. I got 50 bucks. But then when I did the stunt, I was like, this is so cool. Getting paid. Everyone's nice to me. Yeah, this is great. So, um, yeah, I definitely thought about doing that for a while. I remember John was saying that. So he did um, a WWE movie and he was up in Vancouver shooting it and they had a lot of fight scenes in it, obviously. But he didn't know how it worked on TV sets. So he went to go throw like a working punch on a guy. And they're like, no, like that's not how we do it here. But but yeah, we had talked about that. It's like, man, like to get into stunt work is like, what a what a great way to make a living and save your body a little bit and just sort of live anonymously. If that's the thing that you're into, it could be really maybe you guys can start a side business together. Maybe I'm open to it. Yeah, you guys could get into it. Um, okay, so what was the, you said you worked uh, El Pollo Loco and Baja Fresh in high school. 
Then you start working for AEW, quite the jump, quite a difference. I mean, not only in your bank account, but that helps as well. I mean, I'm making minimum wage is a, is a tough way to get by sometimes. Have you made any fun purchases with this new money? I'm very cheap, I think, which I also got from my dad. And wrestlers. That's also a wrestler thing. Spending money kind of gives me anxiety. So like, I like to save it, which is funny because my sister is like completely the opposite. Just like throwing it out wherever. Um, <laughs> I bought a used oh, hot tub. Okay. Yeah, I wanted. A, I always wanted a hot tub, but I didn't want to spend all that money for a brand new one. So I got a used one on Craigslist. I bought a trampoline. That was like probably my. <laughs> so these are like fun. Like those are the things that you want when you're a kid, and then you finally get some money. You're like, hell yeah, I'm getting that trampoline. I'm getting my hot tub. I need. I like to go buy like a car or a bike or something like that that you just couldn't really convince your parents to buy for you earlier on. I don't think I'd ever buy a fancy car. I like scrape it too much on the curb and all that. What's the point? You're just going to lose its value. You don't need it. I mean, even though living in LA, you do kind of need to get around. Do you plan on staying in Los Angeles? Is that where you want to live? I think for now, I'm not like married to it. Like if I really wanted to go somewhere else, I would. But I think this is kind of just where my life is and this is where everyone I know lives and all that. So I I think for now, I'm set. You mentioned your sister. What is your uh, relationship like with your sister? I know you guys both have that great head of hair. She hacked all her hair off like a year ago. Oh, um, shit. She's really cool. She's the best. She um, she went to Africa a couple of years ago uh, for like a six-month program to like build schools and clean water devices. I don't know what you call it. Um, for villages in Africa. Yeah, so she, she's into stuff like that, like kind of humanitarian stuff. Yeah, she's great. She's She's been very supportive of me my whole life. I try all my moves on her first pretty much. <laughs> the best well i mean not to bring anna into this but i was going to at some point but that's sort of like the girlfriend gig too i mean there's so many times that john will like come near me i'm like ah, get out of here with that i don't want to be put in the sharpshooter right now leave me alone well i guess lucky for her she's been injured most of this time so i've held <laughs> yeah. back and saved my you've food. had to take it easy yeah <laughs> uh what about uh your relationship with your mom i mean for you to have these two women in your life now three um it seems like uh it i feel like you are a good guy raised by good people and like good women around you is this obviously you're gonna say this is true it should be true but what is it like being around those women yeah it's great um People ask me about my dad all the time, which is understandable. My mom is like, I don't think she could be any more supportive of me. You know, and a lot of times I said, you know, I was driving eight hours to get paid 50 bucks. My mom would also just drive hours to watch me Aww. get beat up and get paid 50 bucks. Um, and she's very much like that. She's, you know, she flew out to Florida uh, a little while ago to watch me wrestle Kenny. Just kind of in all aspects of my life, whatever it is I've been into or uh, been passionate about. She's really just kind of backed me a hundred percent. So moms are the best. Yes. Moms are really great. They're just the best. I feel like I have such a new appreciation for it now being a mom that I'm like, Oh my God, mom, I'm sorry for those times. I was mean to you. Cause that's going to come back to haunt me. 100%. Uh, what are some of the other things that you're into when you're not wrestling? What are things that Jack Perry is looking to do? Yeah. I like to play the guitar. What are your go-tos? If the second you pick up the guitar, What's the first thing that you go to strum? I never really was like interested in like learning songs kind of. I always I just wanted to learn enough to be able to like make my own, which I don't know. It's probably not good in a party setting or anything like that when I don't know how to play any songs, but Yeah, I mean you should definitely have at least a few in your back pocket because yeah, everyone wants that. What's, you you what's have a good to. Go-to? 
You tell me. I'm always a sucker for a little bit of like Oasis. If you hit okay. up like some Oasis, yeah, I feel like I that be could be good. Yeah. Like everyone knows the words to Wonderwall. Like it's sort of like picking out like a good karaoke song. Sometimes I think about that where like, I'm like, oh, I would like to hit this song, but it's like too obscure and no one gives a shit. You've got to play the crowd hits. You've got to get people on your side. If they're not on your side, you drown. That's true. So you need to have them with you. I remember uh, me and Lita one time, we were, God, somewhere in like Indiana and we popped out and did a little karaoke session and we were like, you know, we had a couple cocktails and it was like a full college crowd, which we were like, they're in college. They'll get this. And we got up and did a Prince song. Crowd hated it. It was a stinker. And we committed. I was like, no, we got to keep going. We have to finish the song. No one knew it, but lesson learned. I thought Prince would have been mainstream enough that everyone got it, but they were just young enough that they were not enjoying the Prince. So lesson learned. Yeah, I think... Pick a couple that the crowd can get behind that everyone knows the words to, and you you should be you should be off to the races with that. Okay, well I'll, I'll get on there. Are you writing your own songs? I don't really play as much as I used to. I kind of just fiddle around now. I started wrestling. When I was like ten years old. That's when I actually started training to be a wrestler. And then when I got into middle school, I retired from wrestling. I was over it. I didn't like it anymore. Why did you not like it? What happened? I don't know. I just went through that phase of being like, this is stupid. Um, (laughs) This is lame. I don't know. And then I got all into playing guitar and being in a band with my friends and all that. And then, you know, I kind of accidentally came back around to watching wrestling. And then the guitar kind of faded away and I got back into this. And then somehow it's my life now. How did it accidentally happen? What caught your eye? I was a freshman in high school. And I remember I was kind of on a date with this girl who's a sophomore. Oh, and I was like, a, like a big oh, deal. Yeah. La, la. And she was at my house and I didn't, it was like kind of awkward. I didn't really know what to say. So I just put the TV on for some like background noise or whatever. And we got to talking and all that. And somehow I kind of sat on the remote or whatever it was and it flipped onto wrestling. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I was like, oh, my, what is this? And I thought, like, you know, I'll just watch until the commercial and then change it. Um, and then I basically ended up watching three hours of it with this girl <laughs> sitting right there. And then the next <laughs> week I was back in and then I was kind of hooked again. Do you remember who it was that you were watching? I remember it's funny. I remember actually right. That was I think the shield was just becoming a big thing. I'd been out for a while, so I'd never seen any of those guys. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this is this is neat. Not bad guys. One in particular, I'm especially fond of. Yes. Big fan. Um, what was it like getting into like the California indie wrestling scene? Kind of who was around? Who were you training with? When I got back into it, I knew a guy from my first time around training. Um, and I trained when I was 10 years old. I trained in this guy's backyard, this guy named Rick Drazen. And I actually trained there with what ended up being Luchasaurus and Miro. I didn't know you and Miro went that far back. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. And then they had obviously gone on. Miro had ended up somewhere else. And then, I don't know what happened to Luchasaurus in that time. But mm-hmm. uh, so I knew I knew a guy from then. And I remember messaging him on Facebook and being like, you know, I think I kind of want to try this now that I'm not 10 years old. I want to, I think I could be even better than I was the first time. And I kind of got back into it through that. I used to drive down to like a kind of shitty part of town and train in this warehouse with him. And that's where everything kind of got going for me. I started doing shows and then I moved to go to college uh, in Northern California and I started wrestling up there. And that's where I met Cody for the first time and all this. I don't know. It's a weird small world wrestling. It's so big, but it's so small at the same time. 
Absolutely. What were you going to school for? I had no idea. I don't know. I got pretty good grades in school and I got into UC Santa Cruz and I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, but I wasn't like really ready to bet that all, you know, like that it was going to work out. So I just went to school because I didn't really know what else I was going to do with my life at the time. And then moving up there actually for wrestling kind of ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because that's where I met a lot of people. I felt uh, I feel like kind of helped me out in the long run. So it worked out in a weird way. It did work out. What was it like uh, when you told your family that you were going to quit school? Were they all for it or were they a little bit like, Jesus, what are we doing here? No, they they had been cool. They said, just go um, give it a year. See if you fall in love with anything there. Um and I remember then I came back home and I went to like community college for a semester. Um, I did a semester of film school. So I was kind of like keeping a foot in the school game a little bit, um, but hoping something else was going to work out, um, which I thought would be stunts for a little bit. And then kind of out of the blue, just became wrestling. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. Now here we are. Uh, Wikipedia told me that you were trained by Joey Janela and Santino Morella. Is this true? No, I, I have no idea where that comes from. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, wait, what? Back that up for a second. Joey Janela is a good friend of mine. I've never met Santino Morella, but. What a lovely man. You'd love him. What a guy. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, that's that's false. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I mean, other, I mean, Santino doesn't really necessarily train, not in that style. Anyways, he's up there teaching everyone judo up in Canada. I was like, I don't see how that happened, but. I'm glad I followed up and didn't lead with it strongly of like, so how was it being trained by them? Suck on that Wikipedia. I beat you to the punch. That's why you're not allowed to use it in school for. Uh, yeah, because it's it's yeah. I mean, for the long for a long time, Wikipedia had my age wrong. And as a woman, I was quite offended by that. So it was only off by a year. But like, give me that year back. I need to have that. Don't mess around with that. Um Okay, so you recently just went public with your relationship with Anna. Uh, I just mentioned her moments ago. Were you guys nervous? Was it a conversation about talking about, like, let's put this adorable photo of us smooching in the streets out to the world? And what happened? I had had that picture for a minute. Uh, I was kind of sitting on it. I knew it was going to go out at some point. I remember waiting. I actually didn't want to put it out before I wrestled Kenny Omega because I didn't want anything to take away from the maps that I was going to have. So I was really <laughs> stoked about that. Yeah. We actually took that the night of double or nothing after I won that, uh, battle Royal. And then, yeah, after, after I wrestled Kenny, I was like, you know, this, I feel like I just had one of the best matches of my life. Um, with one of the best wrestlers in the world. I feel like right now I might as well. I imagine that your fan base, you must have a lot of girls that are just loving them. Some jungle boy on the social medias. How did they feel about this? You know, I've seen more negative responses from men. Really? Well, I mean, Anna's a nice little piece. So, of course, congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. For the most part, <laughs> I mean, everyone seems pretty happy about it. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing too. Well, that's nice because sometimes, I mean, from my own experience, it can be a hard world out there. They Wrestling fans can be like, what the? And they just lose their shit. But maybe that's just a John thing. I don't know. Like, I'm going to, I should do a deep dive on that. Get to the bottom of the whole thing. Yeah. An investigation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how did you guys, um, how did this relationship start? Just spending time together on the road? Give me the, give me the nitty gritty or whatever it is that you want to tell me about that. Cause 
I love a good relationship story. That's that's what I love to talk about. I feel like maybe it's not as cute as you'd want it to be. I don't know. It was it was a weird year. It was like very strange. Um, I, I think she came in in a time when I was at home for like a couple months. They weren't bringing people from California. And then she lived in Georgia. So she got in the fold somehow. Uh, and then when I came back, she was there. And I met her actually kind of thanks to Joey Janela playing beer pong at a company barbecue. Joey asked me to be his partner. And I think we played against her and Alan Angels. You know, we were just playing beer pong, but I could kind of see some googly eyes over there a little bit. Some sparks were flying. Yeah, a little bit. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I remember later that night, uh, Sunny Kiss actually coming up to me kind of grinning and saying, I need to tell you something. I I just said, I was like, I already know. Um, (laughs) We kind of just started hanging out. But it was was strange because I'd see her once every like two weeks because that was the taping schedule. And it felt, I don't know, it was like a weird way to kind of get to know someone, I felt like, because we're also at work um, and there's a lot going on and I don't know. But yeah, it was cool. I think we got to know each other and all that. And then, you know, how these things go, kind of just... One thing turns to another, and then somehow here we are. Who knew that love was going to blossom in Jacksonville? But here you go. I did not, certainly. Was this barbecue, um, this was the one in Jacksonville? I don't know if I was at, I went to one of them. I don't know if this was one that I was at. There were a couple of them. This one was like the double or nothing, not the last one, but before. It was right after that. Okay. All right. They were kind of like quarterly barbecues or something like that. I don't know. Love a good party hang. A a company party hang. That's the way to do it. Well, congratulations to you both. You're both adorable. You make a great couple. You're doing things right. Um, Other important things to talk to you about that I want to get to the bottom of is your hair care routine because this hair is outstanding. It's a family trait. Again, I was doing my research on the internet. Your mom has it. Your sister has it. You guys are all knocking it out of the park. How do you maintain this look? It's a lot less than what people expect it to be. It's just pretty much shampoo and conditioner from Costco. Kirkland. (laughs) The Kirkland Um, brand. Yes. Okay. For special occasions, I'll put Moroccan oil in it sometimes. Okay. Put a little oil in there. Keep it tame. Keep the frizz down. Yes, the frizz is a killer sometimes. Especially in that humidity, it can be deadly. Yeah, it's brutal. Do you use a diffuser? No, nope. That Based it. off that look, that's a hard no. That was a definite no. It's like a, a thing to like scrunch up curly hair with a hair dryer. Oh, you know, I would go into a, a Stella, you know, Stella. I would go into the makeup department sometimes and she'd just pour this stuff in my hand and I'd go like this. And I get, I think that's what that was. Yeah, it could have, it could have done uh, it. That, that became part of my routine. I'd go in and get the anti-frizz. How little, long is your hair when it's straight? Straight. Oh my God. I love it. It's got to be real long. Yeah. It's like past my chest. Damn. Was this like uh, an active decision to just keep it growing, knowing that like wrestlers got to have that great flow happening or you just kept letting it go? I used to actually have like a buzz cut and like a flat top at one point because I wanted to be John Cena. <laughs> and then when I got into actually playing music, I was like, oh, this, all these guys have long hair, so I'm just going to let it grow out. And then it just became what it became. And then, you know, I feel like my whole kind of character and I don't know, I feel like my life in a way uh, has kind of come about and revolved around the hair a little bit. So you can never cut it now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It would be, I have nightmares sometimes that I cut it and then regret it the next day. <laughs> I'm glad that men also have those dreams. 
Because I feel like women are like, they have that that issue of like, do I cut bangs? Do I not cut bangs? What do I do with my hair? I'm glad to know that you also think the same thing because it can suck. You have one bad hair day or one bad haircut and it takes years to recover from that. But you're good to go. Um, What other things are you looking to accomplish in wrestling? I mean, you're so early on in your career. You're already on the right path. The fans love you. You're signed to AEW. Things are going great. How do you see your career going from here? You know, I think I'd like to kind of continue on the same sort of path I've been on. Uh, I think in terms of the stuff in the ring, I feel like I've gotten a lot better than the beginning. And I think a lot of that is working, obviously, with people who are a lot better. And that's kind of cool to feel them like mold you and kind of shape you and help you. The one I kind of set, got around a little to set in my mind too, is the promo cutting. I hate it. It's something that I like never wanted to do. And I kind of made a point not to do it. And somehow I got by without it. And now when I have to do it, I like when they tell me I have to do it, I want to run away and hide somewhere. Mm, that's such a bad feeling. Yeah. Cause it's just so not my style kind of, that's not the way I, I don't know. It's just not my thing, but I, you know, I think it's getting to the point where I, at some point got to kind of buckle down and get to it. So got to get that baby face promo, babe. At some point coming soon, I guess I'll get on that. Would you ever want to have a manager that could be your mouthpiece? Maybe. I, it's cool because right now Christian actually has kind of taken it over and I just got to sit there and look pretty and let him do it. <laughs> as much as I hate it and I really don't like it, I, I know that once I get it, it'll feel good to have kind of overcome that and done it. I guess I'm looking forward to that part when it's over. What is it about the promos that you don't like? Is it like getting like caught in the weeds of what you want to say or? For me in the beginning, I made a point to like really not do them because I wanted people to focus only on what I was doing in the ring. You know, I feel like coming up a lot of you too, I, wa- I wanted to really kind of stay separate from, from my dad pretty much and that whole thing. Uh, and I didn't want people knowing about that. And people had asked me to say things about it. And I was just like, I just want you to watch what I'm doing. And so I, I really like Jungle Boy. Let me not talk and just wrestle. And I was like, just watch that because that's that's what I want to do. For me, it's also just, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of soft-spoken in a lot of ways. A lot of wrestling promo stuff kind of like embarrasses me. The way it's like so over the top and like overacting. It's like when I see that, I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't do that if you paid me money, which they do. I just can't. So I feel like I go the other way and I, I try and just be kind of quiet and not so. But then I feel like that comes across a lot of times. Like I don't really care. I'm not into it, which is not the case. It's just I don't feel comfortable doing it. I've been talking to Tony and I think we're kind of coming up with some ways that I'm going to kind of ease into it a little bit. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I just had Sami Zayn on the show and we were talking about like the authenticity of a wrestler. And that's part of that, too. It's like finding the thing that feels true to you that's not having to be this larger than life. And again, as wrestling's constantly changing and growing, like you can create this new path. You know, not to kiss up or whatever, but uh, John, for example, I really like the way when he does it. It's like he's, he's just talking. I mean, he fires it up here and there, but it's not like a big over the top performance. Like he's just being how he is. Um, Taz, for example, who, who's a bit more upbeat, but that's just the way he is. And for me to see, it's cool. It's like, oh, wow, that's like, that's real. That's how Taz is. So I think I got to just, I don't know. I get, I'm 
cut less than like 10 promos in my life. And most of them have been on TV in some form or another. So I'm like freaking out all the time. <laughs> but I think as I get more comfortable with it, it'll become easier. And- yeah, of course. I mean, it's just getting those reps in. And I think once you figure out exactly like what your character says, how Jungle Boy talks, it's hard to figure that shit out. And without somebody helping you out, like that can be another one of those things. As much as somebody can be a great wrestler, you have to add in this, these other layers and add more things to your character. And yeah, it's, it's not easy to do, but that's what makes you guys better than other people that can't do those things. So you'll get there 100%. Yeah, at some point, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, thank you for hanging out with me. It was great to have a little thank chat you with you. Me. Yeah, of course. Uh, and looking forward to more things that Jungle Boy is going to have in his career. Love life is going well. Wrestling is going well. So all things are coming up Jack Perry right now. And I could not be happier for you. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'll see you soon. All right. <laughs> for hanging out with us that was jack perry jungle boy here on oral sessions um interesting about the promo talk i I find that kind of fascinating but i get it i mean promos just are not for everybody and they're hard uh it's really hard to do that i mean whether you want to be handed a script to do it or you want to come up with your own stuff some people thrive in different situations so uh, i'm looking forward to see uh to see and hear some more Jungle Boy promos in the future. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, all right, guys, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Renee Paquette. Follow at The Volume Sports on both Instagram and Twitter. Check out all these other shows that we've got here on The Volume Network because there's something for everybody covering all sorts of things happening in the world of sports. Until next time, this has been Oral Sessions. Oral Sessions.